Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, a podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's still as good all grown up. I'm Cara Gail O'Regan. With me is my co-host, Jordan Poland-Clark. Hi. And today we'll be talking about the movie Election from 1999. But first some things at the top of the show you might have heard me talk about on the last (laughs) some things at the top of the show you might have heard me talk about from our last episode be sure to get your flu shots if you can it's an early and very bad flu season so far so be sure to get that done and on November 6th got the date right this time uh, we are having a critical election here in the United States, midterms. Um, so please make sure that you get out there and vote. In many places you can vote early. In other places you might be able to vote absentee ballot. Or go on November 6th to your local polling place and cast your vote then. It's super important. Um, that's why we're doing a themed month for November of political movies election movies Mm, they're not all going to be about elections but they have politics so this one's about an election clearly we'll get to that yeah um but we also watched another movie (laughs) that we talked about in the last episode very briefly brian rodriguez of the high school slumber party podcast was quite skeptical about it having received the recommendation from Mike Manzi, another past guest, host of Third Time's a Charm and other podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Uh, Jason X from 2001. Jordan, what did you think? Okay, so I, like, watched is a very loose term that I'm using (laughs) for how I experienced this movie. I put it on while I was cooking, I think. And then watched it until my computer died, and then opened my computer again the next day, and was like, oh, I guess I'll finish this. There was like 20 minutes left. (laughs) So I can't say I got a lot of the details. Also, I don't think that matters at all for this movie. No, I don't think it does. Um, It was like, you know those um, things that are like, I made my computer watch 1,000 episodes of Friends, and then it wrote a Friends script. Like, you feel like Jason X is the horror movie version of that? Yeah, it was like, I made my computer watch all the Jason movies, and this is the movie that came out of it. And also, I made it watch a movie about space by accident, yeah. and it got mixed in. Um, That's kind of true, but I think it also, I really loved it. Um, no, I liked because- it too. Yeah, but I think it's like it's smarter than what a computer would have come up with. Yes. You know, it's like a little bit more subversive. I think than it's that. a little um, bit more self-aware than that too, although not all the time. Yeah. Um, but I recommend it. So, it but not to someone who like hasn't seen a lot of horror movies cuz if you haven't and then you watch this you're going to be like why is any of this oh, happening? Oh, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't start with this. There was a couple of deaths that made me, like, yell out loud. Like, I thought they were really creative. Mm-hmm. Like, the one... Although, one... the death that I wanted to see the most happened off screen, and I was which, so mad about one? it. Okay, also, I couldn't tell any of the people apart. 
and like and like so many people so like really brief plot jason ends up in he ends up cryogenically frozen and in space and so they Mm -hmm. un all these people in the future like a thousand years in the future unfreeze him and he instantly starts killing everybody and he killed so many people right away that I was like, surely he's killed everybody. But then, like, new people just <laughs> kept showing up. Or that's what it felt like to me. But which which death was off screen that you really wanted to see? Oh, like the professor guy? Like the teacher who was set up to be, like, a real, real creep. And I was, and I was watching it with my friend Caitlin. We were both like, man, I can't wait to watch this guy die. It's going to be so satisfying. And then they must have had to cut it out of the movie because he just, you hear him screaming off screen and that's it. And then I think they find his corpse later. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the one where he froze her face and then smashed her face. Oh my God, that was so I yelled so loud. Yeah, he like took her head and submerged it in liquid mm-hmm. nitrogen and then smashed her face on a counter. That was, that was awesome. Great. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Also, they have a Janet like from The Good Place. Yeah, and her head falls off at the end. And yeah. Also, she doesn't have nipples. I didn't catch that. Although she was like having sex with oh, that, that was guy. A weird everybody scene. was having sex with everybody else very awkwardly. Yeah, but she very clearly was created to be a sex robot. <laughs> Um, I thought it was... But she's also, like, their, like, ship computer. There was, like, it's a weird. part at the end when her head fell off, and that made me laugh a lot. But then also, like, the guy that she was having sex with also was, like, holding her head at the end. <laughs> but you could tell that, like, it was just this actress, and they shot it so that, like, he could hold her head and kind of look like <laughs> it was detached from her body. But, like, I'm sure she was just laying there. It was yeah. awkward. And it made me laugh out loud. Yeah. So, super fun. Highly yeah, recommend. I'm glad. I'm glad I watched it. I am, too. And it, like, I was expecting it to be really bad. Because it's, like, a universally it really bad. panned movie. But it was fun. It was, but it was, like, bad in a really good way. And I actually didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was great. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was ter- it's like I thought it was terrible. It was like one of those things that I was like, "Oh my god, like actors had to do this. Like somebody wrote Mm-mm. this. Like millions of dollars went into this. It was like one of those things that I like couldn't believe, but also I loved it." Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I have some breaking news. Okay. Just, oh yeah, I forgot you had just breaking news. sent to us by Cage Club co-founder Joy Lewandowski. A Clueless remake is in the works. But any more details? Um, than that? It's being written by one of the writers from Glow, which makes me have high okay. hopes because I think that show is great. Um, it's being yeah. produced by somebody who wrote Girls Trip, which doesn't mean anything to me. Does that mean anything to you? I have not seen it no, yet. Me no, me neither. Um, but uh, people loved it. I wonder. I I think. I think that it could be okay, but also, like, Mm -hmm. it's so 90s, like, and I want to keep it there, you know? Yeah. Well, I definitely understand that Clueless is my favorite movie of all time. Um, 
but I wouldn't mind seeing another version of it. No, <laughs> I just, just love it just so much. Why? Like, why do we need another version of it? The first version's great, and we well, love it. And like, because we need another version of no, everything. Apparently, no, they're just they're I, just I like agree. Ugh. I know they're just like what? What did the kids like? We're not, but we're what, not even what, kids. What, That's the thing is like, like we're in our thirties. Like we're not kids and they're still doing this to us or like they're doing this to us more and more because they think this is what we want and i guess people do yeah. because they keep doing it but the bubble will burst so. eventually it will it's dumb and uncreative yeah well i am excited to watch clueless again uh which i will be doing soon because i I'm going to be on the newest season of the Cinemakers podcast, also from the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go find past episodes at cageclub.me, where Joey and Mike each season have on a different co-host to go through the filmography of different directors. They've had on Tobin Addington of the Contenders podcast to talk about the work of Steven Soderbergh. Uh, They had on... Chris Mattiello of Now and Again to talk about the mm, guy that made the Batman movies, whose name I never remember. Christopher Nolan. That guy. Yes. They had on Nick Jenkins of the Real Bad podcast to talk about Fede Alvarez and then um, another short series to talk about, or maybe they just did one episode to talk about Turbo Kid and uh, Summer of. 84? I think that's the number. I'll be on the newest season, and we're going to be talking about the work of Amy Heckerling, who, of course, wrote and directed Clueless. So, um, my run on Cinemakers will start Monday, November 19th, I believe, with Fast Times at Ridgemont High, her first movie, and then we'll be talking about her movies every week for the next several weeks. But, back to the movie for this episode. Directed by Alexander Payne, Election stars Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick and was written by Jim Taylor and Alexander Payne based on the novel, a novel of the same name by Tom Parada. Uh, this film tells the story of a high school teacher's personal life that becomes complicated as he works with students during the school elections, particularly with an obsessed overachiever determined to become student body president. Um, that is Tracy Flick played by, played so expertly by Reese Witherspoon. Uh, so expertly. Yeah. What did you think of election? I love this movie. Had you seen, like, you've seen it before? Yeah. Like a long time ago. And I remember thinking it was great and like really weird and different and all of that is still true and it totally holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it maybe once years and years ago and I laughed a lot while I was watching this. There was a lot that like it was also kind of upsetting, but I think it's supposed oh, to be that way. Tell me more. Um, that's a good. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I'm like looking at my notes right now and I don't think I took any notes about that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they're all horrible people. Yeah. Although, I don't, I mean, I don't think Tracy Flake is actually that bad. I felt super bad for her at the end. Why? 
Um, I just think, you, I mean, this is skipping way, way to the end, but, like, you see her after she loses, and she is so upset. She's, like, she's devastated. She's crying, and her mom comes in and gives her drugs and is, like, here, take a pill. It'll make you feel better. And then, and then says she, something like, really like, shitty to her, but I don't Exactly, what exactly. Was. And then she says, well, maybe just, and so, like, she's devastated, and her mom is, like, well, her mom comforts her and then says, well, maybe if you just had more posters or like maybe if you did this and she totally makes it like her fault that she lost. Yeah. And then you totally like in that moment, you're like, I understand Tracy Flick. And then you yeah. feel bad for her. You don't you know, it's like you get why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. I was really upset by that part. Oh, but that's yeah. not the end. The end. There's actually no, like a right. bunch of stuff that happens after that. There's, there's like, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what direction to drive in. I might, well, I might okay. need you to, to co-pilot. I think, so I think one of the most interesting things about this movie is that it's, every character um, narrates their own mm. part. Yeah. Like, so the, the movie focuses on four characters Mostly, you know, mm-hmm. there's other people around, but so it focuses on the teacher, Matthew Broderick. It focuses on Tracy Flick, played by Reese Witherspoon. It focuses on a football player who's injured and therefore is talked into running um, for president. Played by um, Chris Klein in his film debut. He was discovered. His, yeah, like he was just like a high school student that they picked out of a high school yeah. to play this part. Like when they were like scouting locations. Yeah, and... Um, and then the fourth one is his sister, who also decides to run for president. Um, Jessica because, Campbell. Because she is mad at him because her ex-girlfriend is dating him because her ex-girlfriend is a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's, so it follows those four characters, and every time they're telling their own story so you're automatically set up with unreliable narrators which is super fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they just they see it how they see it and if you can separate yourself from what they're saying and what you're seeing as the viewer it doesn't always match right which i really like yeah but also they they get to tell their own stories yeah Mm -hmm. which is not something that we grant a lot of uh characters in Mm -hmm. general but you know they all think they're like good people who are doing a good job and then we're seeing them be like kind of shitty yeah well so um the story is actually based on the three candidate 1992 united states presidential race which was Mm -hmm. george hw bush bill clinton and ross perot and i what I like messaged you as soon as I started watching election, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm getting like chilling echoes of the 2016 election." Um, but I guess this is just what elections are like. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, why? I mean, so it was because you have you have Tracy Flick, who was who? Which one's Tracy Flick? Oh my God, Hillary is- Clinton! Are you serious? No, 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 no. I'm talking about 1992. Oh, in 92. Um, Who was supposed to win that? I think H.W. Bush. Bush? Yeah. 
And then you have like the newcomer who's Clinton, mm-hmm. and then you have the one who comes and invests it all up, which is and gets really popular, which is Ross Perot. Yeah. Um, which was his sister Tammy, because mm-hmm. um, she comes in and actually, I feel like. Do you think Tammy would have won if they? Oh, Tammy absolutely would have won. I have Tammy would have won. Have a trivia point about this. Um, somewhere here. Okay, so the number of disregarded votes, which basically was people voting for Tammy, um, those votes outnumbered the ones for Tracy Flick and for Paul. Uh, so. Tr- yeah so tammy would have won the election if she had not been expelled paul would have won the election if he had voted for himself but because he felt bad about picking himself he picked tracy and that caused her to win by a single vote i feel like he's the only person who's like maybe a good person well yeah i mean he's like really nice in this entire movie and he's the only person who is like there's there's a great scene like the night before the election when they're all like praying um and like everyone's just like oh i hope i get this i hope i get this i hope i get this and he's like i hope my sister tammy is okay yeah like it's so sweet yeah yeah it's it's his character is weird and interesting and like i don't understand why he's so good you know like i don't i don't know because it's not like he's this like huge foil to tracy flick really it's not like she's really that bad she's just like very type a very overachiever and is like knows what she wants and is going after it it's just like easy to hate her though yeah which like i guess we should talk about because like why is it easy to hate a woman who's like that well but no it's easy to hate her because she doesn't care about anything except for winning that's what's annoying about her like it's not because she's a woman yeah like, she doesn't have any friends. She's not nice to anybody except for to get something that she wants. Like, that's why it's easy to hate her. I don't think it has anything to do with her being a woman. But do you really think that uh, a character like uh, Matthew Broderick's character would be as, like, annoyed by her self-assured, like, I'm gonna win attitude with a boy no because he has that monologue at the very beginning of the movie where he talks about how she thought this was predestined and like all of this stuff and that's what i mean when i said that like there are these like chilling echoes of hillary clinton but But, like i yeah i can't even think of like like what that male character looks like um who was president over your high school (laughs) probably that guy I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't even know if we had a student council. But like, um, like a male who's like really, really driven to the point where he doesn't have any friends and is like really disconnected, but like really connected at the same time. Like, I don't even think I've seen that person. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Tracy is often alienated by her peers because she is so ambitious. Whereas if a male is that ambitious, it's like seen as a good character trait. But not if he acted like Tracy does, because I think the ways that she's acting would never feel good. Can you give an example of that? Yes, and hold on. (laughs) Um... 
I don't know, like, don't you just, like, like the person in class who always raises their hand, who, like, mm-hmm. always has to know the right answer, and, like, is always stepping on other people to to get it, you know, to get, to be first, to, like, get what they want, like... I don't know. I feel like we see males exhibit that behavior all of the time and like don't really bat an eyelash at it. And mm-hmm. like that might be why you're having such a hard time coming up with an example. No. I yeah, I mean I think it just presents really differently when it's a man doing it. Yeah. Well, I think well, I feel like part of it too maybe is that like like Tracy's a nerd. Mhm. Like I think there probably are some, like, nerd characters that display a lot of the same behaviors that she does that maybe are also not very likable. I don't know. I just, it it was actually, like, it was really striking to me, like, kind of how, like, the, um, Mr., what's his name? McAllister? Mr. McAllister's. Mm Mm-hmm characterization of her and like his demonization of her to me felt very gendered and like well i read so in roger ebert's review which like i didn't pick up on this but like so tracy flick had an affair yeah with with mr McAllister's. does he have a first name mr McAllister? i don't know (laughs) he must have a first name i can't think of what it is uh they just call him mr m (laughs) um jim his name is jim okay so Tracy had had an affair with Jim's best friend, and it got him fired. He um, got himself fired. Well, yeah, no, you're right. He got himself fired. Because um, you should not have an affair with your underage students. And if you are, um, like, definitely don't send them weird mail about running yeah. away together. Um, so... Right, so the review that Roger Ebert wrote basically said that, like, implied that part of the reason why Mr. McAllister acted the way he did is because he was also attracted to Tracy. Yeah, well, I think that's clear, yeah. Is it? I think really? so, yeah. I mean... That right. he is I mean, attracted I... to her, but he does not want to be, because there's that no. scene where he's, like, having sex with his wife, and then her, like, imagines her face and, like, her <laughs> weird mannerisms... <laughs> on the back of his wife's head. Yes, that's true. And he, I mean, he also imagines the woman that he wishes he was having sex with. Yeah. Who is his wife's best friend. Yeah. But also, I think something that I picked up on this time around seeing it, at the very beginning of the movie, tr- like, Tracy's monologue is talking about how she actually f- feels kind of bad for Mr. McAllister because he, uh, um, I don't remember why, but then at the end of the movie... Which... She's, it's because, like, to her, his life is so boring. Like, it's right. so nothing. And it's, like, you know? boring and sad. And then at the end of the movie, his voiceover, he's talking about how he feels bad for her. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she seems to be living a much better life than he is. I don't know. Or, like, a more fulfilled... I don't know. Maybe they're both more fulfilled. Don't you think... But don't you feel like maybe like I they both just feel bad for themselves and are kind of like projecting, projecting that onto yeah. each other? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, because like Tracy's life. So the ending on this movie isn't the original ending. Did mm-hmm. you read about the original ending? I did. Do you want to tell us about it? 
if I can find the note. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the ending was actually reshot because of uh, poor test it screenings. It didn't test well, the first one. Yeah, and the original ending was closer to the novel, featuring Mr. McAllister working at a car dealership and Tracy going to visit him before she leaves for college. Because the ending that is in the movie is, it takes place in New York City and Washington, D.C., and it feels like a, it felt to me like a totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, it does feel like it was, like, tacked on, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the, in the original ending, it also had, like, it had a part where, like, Mr. McAllister saw where Tracy lived and it was like really shitty like she didn't live in the nice part of town and so like I feel like in the same way that her mother kind of shed light on why she is the way she is like that also would have shed some light on why she is the way she is and why she would work so hard to pity other people and not herself yeah kind of interesting but that's not actually in the movie yeah. But I also like I think it's funny and also very real to like see this high schooler who thinks she's so smart and knows everything and like to judge an adult the way that she judges him like how like his life is sad. Like this movie does show that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the beginning, his life is not really that sad. Like No, he seems to have, like, a pretty, like, together um, existence. I mean, I would actually assume that that's not true because of how quickly everything falls apart mm. for him. But, like, you know, how it's so, it's so narrow-minded and, like, so black and white for a teenager to judge an adult who just has, like, a regular life, you know, because they're not doing something, like, spectacular and amazing, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're just a teacher. Which, I mean, I do feel bad for teachers, but not because (laughs) their life is sad. But I would never, yeah, I feel bad for them because their jobs are hard and they don't get paid enough for what they do. Yes, exactly. Because it's, like, the most important thing. Yeah. Um, But, like, that's why I feel not bad for them. I just think they deserve better. Yes, that's a good um, way to put but it. But I would never like pity the teachers that I know. They're all great. I love the teachers that I know. Yeah, and they love their jobs and they're really good at it and they work really hard at it. So, um, Thora Birch, who we recently saw in Hocus Pocus, actually was originally cast as Tammy, um, but had to leave, or, but left filming in Omaha on her third day because of creative differences with Alexander Payne. I don't know what that means, but I'm curious. Me neither. I like the I like the woman who was cast as Tammy though. Yeah, she was like, great, but she hasn't acted very much since then. Like but her she's last she's a little bit like plainer looking than Yeah. Like not in a bad way. Like I don't No, in like a she Just looks like Thora a real teenager. Like really has a look, you know. Yeah. Um and I think that suits the character a lot better. Mhm. Um, Melissa Joan Hart was considered for Tracy Flick and I think she would have been great at that but I'm glad that it was Reese Witherspoon but I think Melissa Joan Hart could have done a good job too Uh, Barack Obama has said that this is his favorite political film (laughs) there there's a lot of um, they talk about morals versus ethics a lot in this movie Mm -hmm. 
and I feel like it definitely never it never gets to what the difference is like no one can say what the difference is between yeah morals and, and no one in this movie is doing anything moral or ethical but they all think that they are mm-hmm. constantly and they all like think that they're struggling with like doing the right thing <laughs> apples are featured prominently in the movie i wrote i wrote down the word fruit there's a oh, lot of fruit in this movie well the uh, trivia bit that i came across was specific to apples i don't know if I noticed any other fruit. Um, but we see apples usually before trouble ar- arrives for a character. So they're used as an analogy to entice Paul to enter the election. An apple tree is shown right before Mr. McAllister gets stung by a bee. Apples hang above the doorway to Mr. McAllister's living room right before he discovers his... he, Right before he discovers his wife knows that he cheated on her. And also, Mr. McAllister wins the Apple Teacher of the Year Award at the very beginning of the movie. So that's interesting. Those apple trees. Not convincing. They had to tie apples to the branches. That's silly. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't know that when I was watching it. And I was just like, those apple trees look weird. (laughs) Like, they were tied to the branches of trees that wouldn't normally have apples. I feel like if this movie came out today, it would be like a big hit. But like, it wasn't when it came out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that this movie would get made today. You don't think? I don't know. It just seems... Maybe it might. I don't know. Does MTV Films still exist? Because that's the production know. company that financed but I, it. But I thought that was really interesting that MTV Films made it. Because, like, I wouldn't think that they would make something so good. But then I looked back, and they actually made a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they made Jawbreaker. Um, that's not, like, a good movie, though. <laughs> Is it? We should watch Jawbreaker. Yeah, we should watch that. I remember um, really loving it when it came out, but who like knows? That sounds like an MTV movie. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, a good... Like, if you have taste... You might like this movie still. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan. (laughs) No, we go highbrow and we go lowbrow. That's what's (laughs) fun about us. (laughs) But saying, like, um, I read an interview with the guy who was in charge of MTV productions or MTV films um, when this was made. And he said there were three movies that they tried to get made that year. This one um, being John Malkovich. Interesting. Did they wind uh, up making something that? else that turned out to be like a really good movie? But this was the one that MTV got to make. Oh, okay. And then John Malkovich was done by another company. Yeah, and then the other two got picked up by other studios. Um, no, but here, let's look up the list because M- they did make a lot of movies, and I was like, wow, really? Yeah, they made Beavis and Butthead Do America, which is <laughs> very good. It's very they good. Made- they made Varsity Blues, yeah. which I also like. 200 Cigarettes. Um, Save the Last Dance. What? I like that movie. I love that movie. We have to do that. Orange County Crossroads. The Britney Spears vehicle. Shonda okay, Rhimes' well, first writing gig, I think. Gosh, it's really bad. <laughs> have you seen it recently? Not recently, no. I've seen it in the last like five years. It's very bad. Uh, Joe's apartment. Dead know. man on campus. Oh, the like wood. Have you ever seen the wood? I don't think so. I like oh, that. Oh, Pootie Tang. No, I have not seen it. Um, 
Jackass the movie, which makes sense, because Jackass was the TV show first. They made Napoleon Dynamite, which we were just talking about before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, they made the terrible Eon Flux movie, which also makes sense, because, hmm, wow, they have done a lot. They really, they kind of faded away in recent years. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, I was shocked that that that's who made this very good movie. Well, when MTV Pictures sent Alexander Payne the novel in 1997 to gauge his interest, he told them he didn't want to produce a teen comedy. After talking with them, they convinced them that uh, they convinced him that the story, in essence, was a dark adult comedy disguised as a teen comedy. Buying that argument, he agreed to do the movie. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's fun about it. It's like, because of what the story is, it has to take place in this high school, but it's not like a teen high school movie. Yeah. In the gym scenes, since the extras were real high school students, um, Payne faced the problem of not having enough of them because it was SAT season, and many of them, having already found out the sometimes tedious process of working as an extra, As a solution for the shots requiring a full gym to be seen, Payne asked the extras to move two or three times from their seats to look as if there were more people with the help of editing. And so the wide shot showing both sides of the gym was done in less than 20 minutes when the teachers of that high school asked more students to join the shooting. So that's funny. Um, there's a newspaper at some point in the movie. I'm not sure where, but it's not that it's near the end. Okay. Is it? It's like when, it's like when, so Jim McAllister gets fired for throwing away two of the votes so that, um, what's his name? Chris Klein. What's his character's name? Paul. Paul. Um, so that Paul can win the election. So he gets fired for that, and then it, like, goes in, like, the local newspaper and then gets, like, picked up by the wire. So, like, like his his getting fired for that becomes, like, one of those little, like, quirky stories. Right. So that's where the newspapers okay. are. Okay. Well, one of the other articles on that page reads, If you've paused the film in order to read this entire article, your time would be better spent renting Citizen Ruth, which is the movie starring Laura Dern that Alexander Payne made before this. It was his first movie, yeah? I think so. I would like to see it. After after reading about this movie a lot and like hearing that mentioned a lot. Yeah, I would also like I to would see it. I'd like to see it. Um so uh, your time would be better spent renting Citizen Ruth from your local video store. L O L. Uh do you know how hard it is to write these fake news stories for newspaper <laughs> movie props. I've got better things to do. That made me laugh. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I love Tracy's campaign slogan. Sign up for tomorrow today. It's so illustrative of When did she use that slogan? Um, I think sometime during like at, like one of her first posters. It might have like just been in the background that I Cuz mostly they just said pick flick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw a poster at some point, and it said, sign up for tomorrow today. Oh, maybe that was when she was trying to get the signatures. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but it's just so illustrative of, like, the kind of person that she is. She's such a go-getter. She is not signing up for tomorrow tomorrow. She's signing up for it today. 
I like, I mean, the scene where she tears down all the posters. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, she's just insane. I love it. I Like, thinking so much about, like, women's rage recently, and, like, exa- like the rare times that we get to see a woman be mad in public. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, like, just very satisfying to see her fucking lose her shit you know yeah Um, something else that i read was like hey it's fun if you think about um mr m as if he's a grown-up ferris bueller oh that is really funny yeah (laughs) interesting she makes a bunch of cupcakes and hands them out and they say pick flick but if you look closely at the table where they all are some of them, the uh, like the bottom of the L is elongated and connects to the I, so it says pick fuck. <laughs> she also says that she and her mom got up really early that morning and made more than 400 cupcakes, which really is a night before activity. And that I tried me. to think about how many ovens they would have to have to make it's 400 impossible. cupcakes. You gotta wait for them to, to you gotta bake them in batches you gotta wait for them to and cool even, so yeah, you can put the icing on it that many bowls and like mixing things and like that's you can't that's too many that's a night before activity certainly yeah you can't you can't put icing on them when they're warm nope it's gonna slop right off maybe they baked them the night before and decorated them in the morning maybe they didn't sleep so it felt like the morning mm. of that's also possible um, the score of this movie is bonkers. Or at least just, like, the points where Tracy's kind of freaking out. That, like, yeah. weird sound clip that they use. Well, and, and um, Alexander Payne said that he had to kind of fight for that because it was an MTV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted, like they to wanted him to use music. all this, like, cool music. And yeah. he was like, no. <laughs> but he had to fight for that a little. And it was worth it because this movie would have been a little bit dumber if it just had like 90s pop songs or something i think you actually read more than i did this time congratulations i only read two things that was more than i did. but one of them was like a very long interview with like all the producers and all the cast and alexander payne and oh, tom cool. parada yeah what else did you learn mm, i don't know that's about it mostly just the stuff you said mm. Tom Parada is on board with the changed ending. He was cool with it. He was like, I feel like they did what they needed to do for the movie, and, like, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, I like his work a lot. Um, He wrote a book called Little Children that got made into a... Oh, God, what is her name? Kate Winslet movie, which was good. Mm -hmm. I read that book because I bought it because I liked the cover. So what's on the cover? Well, the copy that I got was probably the year it was published. I don't know if it has a mm-hmm. different cover now, but it was like a matte finish of grass and then a like glossy embossed um clear bag with a goldfish in it. Hmm. I think that's what it looked like when I read it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good book. And then of course he also wrote the leftovers the book that the tv show is based on i love that show i only watched the first half of the first season but i know people really like it my sister really likes it Mm -hmm. i don't have anything else about this movie (laughs) 
Well, it's. I feel like it's harder to have things to say when we watch a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like a movie that holds up. Yeah. Um. I noticed that the the pretty much like the only person that gets a happy ending. Although I maybe Paul gets a happy ending too. I didn't really pay attention. But um, his sister has, like, mm-hmm. a gay love story that ends in a happy ending. And I really appreciated mm-hmm. that because so often gay characters have these, like, horribly tragic stories, you know. Like, even if, like, the bulk of the story is nice at the end, it's like something horribly tragic happens. So I appreciated that. Liked it. It was um, it was 1999, so, like, I don't think that was as common then either. It's not oh, yeah, in, definitely. Like, a mainstream, like, MTV movie, you know. yeah. Yeah, and then there's also, I mean, her friend, girlfriend, Paul's girlfriend, um, is maybe bisexual, seems to be unclear about her sexuality, um, and I didn't like that they have her kind of bounce from person to person to person, because it Oh, I did read something about that, too. Oh, yeah? In the book. So, like, I agree with you that that... Yes, but in the in the book, there's a year in between. Oh, okay. Um, so like she breaks up with Tammy, and then a year later she starts dating Paul. Gotcha. But because of how time worked in the movie, they couldn't change. They they had to make it like right away. Okay. But they were like, oh yeah, it would have been better if that was longer. Yeah, because like so often bisexual characters are just are like indecisive or super slutty or like whatever and that's like the only representations that we see I felt I mean I felt sad for that character oh me too yeah what was her name I don't know she had a name I don't remember what it was she wasn't in the movie all that much yeah (laughs) um but yeah I felt sad for her because I feel like all the hopping around that she was doing like yeah, she, she was, was only, just trying to figure it out. She was only doing it to, like, toy with people's emotions, kind yeah. of. And, like, it's, like, it seemed to me like she was, like, really scared to be herself. Yeah. Because she, like, goes on to a third person at the end of the movie, yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Some other dude. But So, yeah, that made me just, like, feel sad for her and sad that she was, like, hurting people in the yeah. wake of that. Do you have anything else to say about election? I don't think so. Okay. Watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's on Hulu. I didn't have to pay for it. Oh, shit. I don't know that if I did That was cool. Yeah. I watched it on Amazon. I might have rented it. I need to do a better job of, like, checking where things are before I do it at the last second. Um, so, Jordan, if people want to find you. Wait. What? Wait. What? What? Before we do our plugs, we're going to plug some other cage club stuff uh going on right now you can vote on the chrome teeth awards which is uh over at watch the throne they have watched 46 charlie's theron movies um their their run is over until she makes something new um so they are wrapping it up um with with some awards so you can listen to their episode um to hear all the nominations and then you can go to cageclub.me to vote on all the things Charlize um I kind of think I kind of think Fury Road's gonna win all the good ones but yeah probably I was I was on a Tully episode that had a really great quote and I think they put that in 
as uh, one of the best Charlie's lines. So go check that out. Kara, um, you got stuff to plug? Oh, yeah. I will be um, on the upcoming run of Cinemakers. Um, but you can find me on all of the wonderful Cage Club podcasts at cageclub.me slash Kara. Um, or find me on Instagram at Bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E, or Twitter, or like whatever. Uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at PC. And that's it. Yeah, we'll Bye. Talk. Bye. <laughs>